0: I'm honestly asking.
1: I'm asking myself this every single second. Here we are, year two of this pandemic. Last year, there was kind of a novelty to this, but don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me when I say that. There was nothing fun about people getting sick, dying, suffering from long COVID, or just the fear. What was novel about it was the idea something I truly believed this would be over by now, whatever over means. And yet here we are. I need not list the realities for you. If you work in healthcare, a helping profession, teaching, or the vast world of science, you know them more than I ever could, and you're done. You know, deep down, this is something still to be worried about. That doesn't mean the rest of us don't know it, right? This doesn't mean to suggest by some chance we're all clueless here,
0: at least in this community.
1: But what is pretty obvious is that this pandemic has unfolded in different ways for different groups of people. There
0: are so many right now, today, that are acting like this isn't happening, that it's unavoidable. Wherever you fall on that, it's interesting to ponder Or
1: maybe you're just sick of pondering it. Mm -hmm. Here we are, Christmas Eve. And so we need to celebrate the small victories, right? We are present here in this space. And I feel it's appropriate that the windows are boarded up right now. (laughs) The chairs are piled high around you. We cannot look outwards yet. And yet, it feels so close. Mm Like something is waiting to emerge. Can you feel it? Almost like we're in a stable right now. Mm -hmm. And something else to celebrate. There's people with us online. A miracle. Something that boggles my mind. Something I have no skill at. Others will join us after this service outside to light candles and sing. We are on the cusp right there. Joy to be had. Celebrations to take note of. Should anyone tell you or uh, you yourself believe that this community hasn't done anything during this pandemic time, I don't know how else to tell you the good news. We traversed the wide, vast desert before us and stuck together. Did we accomplish everything we wanted? No. Did we do everything the easy way? Of course not. We're human beings. Why would we do it the easy way? Did we lose some travelers along the way? We did. But did we follow a star shining through the night still? Absolutely. Year two of this pandemic, and I am beyond grateful to serve a place such as this. I'm grateful to serve a people who care passionately about our values, imperfect people, and in many ways right now, angry people. The world is harsh, and it's a wonder we aren't all furious all the time. And yes, loving people too, because the world is still good, even in the mess. Don't worry though, this praise of this place, of this community, doesn't let any of us off the hook. But I'll save the guilt for Lent. Christmas is not a season of guilt, it is a day of joy, a day of a solitary brightness against the darkness of night. And it's about the journey through the dark, about wonder and hope. The carols are familiar and loved, and whether factual or not, the story is ever true. Some of us get to see family this year when we didn't last year. And yes, here, right now, we have not relented to the pressures of society. Our wonderful church is still seeing a slow but joyous regathering. We're learning what the new normal is. This virus is not going away anytime soon. And we've gathered in person, online, and soon outdoors. Gathered to hear a story that doesn't change. Gathered to hear songs that feel familiar, beloved, and enduring. Gathered to look for that star in the night. Beckoning us onward to that newborn hope. The story of Jesus of Nazareth's birth this night, even if he was likely born in the spring, is one where we are invited to find our place and imagine the possibilities for a moment. Whether in a manger or as the earliest Christian communities believed, in a cave or somewhere else entirely, it doesn't matter where or when Jesus of Nazareth was born. What matters is everything else happening around Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Israel was under Roman rule. The empire bribed and owned the local rulers, priests, and magistrates. The threat of being assimilated into Roman society was very real. The loss of religion and cultural identity, a crucial and important distinction for the Jewish people, was there. And for the Romans, the emperor was God, a God. The empire itself was divine too. conquest was a virtue and yet the story we tell every year on this night says no it rebukes everything that was rome and empire and the threats to one's identity
0: christmas tells us instead
1: that divinity is found in a lowly stable in a manger the child of a carpenter born into poverty blessed are the poor Christmas tells us that no matter what forces in our world favor conquest and dominance, one shining star in the night can bring it all down. Christmas tells us that we are called to journey far and wide for hope, to not sit idly by.
0: Christmas tells us there is always a star to follow. So that's what I want to tell you this night. There is always a star to follow. There is always a star to follow. Now the wording is a little deliberate there.
1: We are not wandering outside and pointing upward at the sky and going, Aha! I found it! There it is! The star shines brightly in the night. And then we turn to our daily lives.
0: No. We find the star and we follow. I need not list all of them, but all of the
1: great prophets and teachers throughout time share a very similar message. Drop what you're doing, come follow me. For the early followers of Jesus or Muhammad or the Buddha, it was literal, drop it all, come discover a new life. And for us today, it can still be that, but we can also look inward. What are we holding onto in our lives that we simply need to drop, to let go of? What is weighing us down tonight? What is preventing us from following that star in the night to a newborn hope? For me, this night, it's anger. Anger at what is happening to American democracy. Anger at how our very lives are politicized. Who knew hand sanitizer and masks were an issue between left and right? Mm. Who knew loving our neighbor was a political issue?
0: Mm.
1: Anger at threats to freedom worldwide. There are communities crying out all over the world. Anger at the realization that the planet is already past one of the points of no return for human beings. Anger at climate change deniers. Anger at conspiracy. Anger and more anger and more anger. We could
0: just list anger all night, couldn't we? Most of that anger has fear at its root or grief. And for me, I need to let it go. I need to grieve. And I need to
1: get back to living. The Christmas story teaches me this. It also teaches me that as a minister, I've been wrong about this story. And here's what I mean by that. So often our retellings of Christmas speak of waiting, expectancy. That the newborn hope is about to come. That it's waiting to be discovered somewhere over there. That if only we are patient, the light will shine once more
0: through the night. I was wrong about that. And any telling of the Christmas story that asks us to wait is wrong. Now, that
1: might be scandalous, a little. The ways Christmas haven't been interpreted are all wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Great, right? What do we do now, right? Rewrite it? I don't know. A colleague of mine, the Reverend Sean Parker Dennison, reflected on this idea of hope. He saw a quotation from Greta Thurnberg, the Swedish young adult climate activist. You might remember her sailing across the Atlantic a couple of years ago. And she remarked, once we start to act, hope is everywhere. My colleague, Reverend Denison saw this and said, ah, we've been all wrong about hope. And he wrote, we got it wrong, always looking for this hope, for motivation, inspiration. Only the desperate bearing witness to the beginning of the end can find a new way to be, of being a way to live within the magnitude of loss and the certainty of destruction. And by so doing, they bring the next world into being, the one that survives despite resurrection being impossible and so many of our habits irredeemable from here on. Only by ignoring the obvious outcomes can we become ready for what is so rare, we can only call it a miracle. Hope is an obstacle, a barrier that keeps us from needing the new enough to become it. Hope obscures the truth we need if we are going to embrace the extinction of excess. Understand the necessity that nothing will ever be the same. Nothing of this world can remain. The hope we need is on the other side of it all. We believe to be true. Hope broken out of cages and prisons and carbon sequ- sequestration. Hope that has broken our rib cages and sternums in order to get us free. Hope that will always risk dying in
0: order to survive. Once we act, Hope is everywhere. We got it wrong, indeed. Our tellings of the Christmas story are often so passive.
1: We are idle witnesses to someone else's journey. But no, we must act. Because here is what the story tells us. The newborn hope is already there. It's already there and all we need to do is act to take the journey, to follow the star, to make the decision. The newborn hope will not seek us out. You're not going to sit idly at home and suddenly, whoa, there's a baby in a manger crawling onto our doorstep. Our our faith cannot be passive. Christmas is an invitation not to wonder about the journey itself, but to embark upon it. The hope is already there. It has been born. 2,000 years ago and thousands of years before that story and right up until this moment. It's there. And it's not some ethereal, lofty hope either. You've probably heard me say this enough if you know me. Hope is not fluffy. Oh, it is sweet when we can experience it, but the journey comes first. Growing up, something just came to mind. Anyone have a gooseberry bush in their yard growing up or now? You know what gooseberries are, right? I loved them, but the thing about gooseberries is that you need to deliberately reach into the bush, delicately maneuvering the one-inch long thorns. And I'd watch the dogs deliberately, like gently eat the berries, coming away unscathed, and I would stab myself more times than I want to admit. Hope is like that, sweet, rewarding, but buried in a thicket of thorns, or on the other end of the desert, or beyond the fields where we're tending our flocks, or just beyond the threat of empire oppression and fear, or a jarring call to let go of everything and follow. Hope has always been like that. Hope is an action, and the Christmas narrative gives us plenty of actions where we can find our place. Who are you in the Christmas story? Are you Mary? facing uncertainty and great fear amidst the joy of life? Are you Joseph, bewildered Joseph? Are you the archangel Gabriel, announcing new possibilities, jarring possibilities to unsuspecting people? Are you Herod, finding yourself under an oppressive rule and maybe giving in because it benefits you or you have no choice? Are you the shepherds? tending your flocks at night and taking the risk to leave them behind to follow a star? Are you the Magi, believing in the journey and bringing gifts from the heart? Are you the stable animals just along for the ride and happy to be there? The innkeeper making space for welcome? Are you the emperor or Rome, thinking you are divine or just surrendering to empire, to excess? surrendering to a world that will not last. There is a place for all of us in that story. Many of us will play all of the parts at some point in our lives. But in each part, there's an opportunity for us to act. Perhaps we don't like the part we're currently in, right? I hope you're you're identified with Herod. I hope you don't like that.
0: But what we get out of the Christmas story is that change is possible. Move into the journey and stop
1: waiting. We do this to live out our hope, to not surrender, to not be just a follower of hope, but a partaker in it, an expression of it, a living hope. And that is possible for us once we realize the newborn hope is already there. For Christians, it's called the Christ child, born, waiting for travelers to arrive. For our Jewish siblings, it's the oil burning through the night, eight nights, a miracle. For Buddhists, it's the realization that awakening is right there, right here. There's nothing you need to attain it. For the Yazidis, it's striving to be a people that do not give in to chaos. And for us this night, Unitarian Universalists, it's knowing this journey of ours is right here for the taking. that there is no such thing as idle participation, that if we find ourselves acting on a part we do not like or holding on to something that is not life-giving, life-affirming, and we are being weighed down by it, we can let go.
0: We can find a star in the night and we can follow for the hope is already born and ours to participate in.
1: So maybe, maybe that's what I wanna tell you this Christmas Eve night. I love this day. It is a joy to be right here. <laughs> It is, even with a limited number. It's a joy to know that many people are online. It's a joy to know that we will sing Silent Night Outdoor soon, light candles if the wind cooperates, and find that star to follow together. You can keep all the other holidays. I'm a Christmas minister. This is the day for me. Now, I cannot make promises to any of you this Christmas Eve but I can assure you that there is no hope to discover or find because hope is already in our midst. There's nothing to discover. It's right there, right there. It might be that we need to take a journey together. It might be that we need to let go of something, or maybe we just need to light a candle in the night or sing we three Kings or smell frankincense and myrrh or drink hot cocoa, open presents or share in joy. Whatever it is that brings us to that realization that hope is already born And I believe that still. Whatever brings us there to that moment, do it. This world of ours, fragile, hurting, grieving, and yet so full of possibility, this world is waiting for us to follow that star, for us to stop expecting hope to show up on our doorstep, to find the passion and courage to seek out that which is already available to us. And so be a people of hope, active hope, Hope that does not wait. Hope that gets its hands dirty. Hope that loves when we are told we should not love. Hope that takes risks. Hope that does not favor conquest, but favors compassion and truth. It might be scary. We might still be angry. We might have every emotion all at once. This virus is still here. There's still justice to live out in our world.
0: But as a people of active hope, We know what to do. It begins with following a star in the night. It's right there, right there, and right here. Be a people of hope, dear friends, this Christmas Eve. Blessed be,
1: amen. Amen. And in the spirit of that, we light our final
0: candle, the spirit of the hope that we find in our midst.